Now's the time to make sure your immune system is as strong as it can be and to build your natural immunity. It's time to empower your immune system. Empower supercharges your immunity because it's made from AHCC, one of the most powerful mushroom extracts to ever come out of Japan. It's been shown to enhance your immune protection by over 300%, and it has the robust research to prove it. Empower is my first go-to when it comes to immune support. I personally take it daily and prescribe it to my patients in need of immune support. And who doesn't these days? If you're looking for a way to supercharge your immune system protection and build your natural immunity, Empower is the solution for you. For more information to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com. Or call 800-422-5518, 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com for Empower. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly opportunity to field your questions. We call this Q&A with Layla because it is a Q&A session with, with the eponymous Layla, <laughs> right, who is our resident nutritionist. Oh my uh, and together we have a whole brain, two half brains uh, in synergy constitute a whole yeah. brain. We try. We try. And uh, I want to wish you a very happy uh, Valentine's Day. Right back uh, at you. Layla. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, really, I remember, you know, uh, elementary school where we would have to, like, uh, exchange Valentine's. Yeah. You know, we made our own cards. We exchanged Valentine's. Uh-huh. And, you know, we had our little uh, sweethearts and crushes. And, you know, right. uh, the little girl with the pigtails is now, uh, you know, on, uh, on Medicare and Social Security. <laughs> 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 so uh, wherever you are, uh, you know, right, uh, Bonnie or uh, Kathleen or you know, uh-huh. um, so so here we be, and I'm just back uh, from yes. a marvelous trip to Costa Rica, mm. and how this came about is rich. You know, I try to schedule uh, two getaway trips each uh, winter to break up the winter. Uh, usually in February and March, mm-hmm. and uh, one is a dive trip, and I, I still am planning a dive trip to uh, Turks and Caicos next month for next month mm-hmm. uh, with uh, family members who dive. So we'll have like a nice little Wonderful. diving holiday. But I also uh, the past few years have been doing a bike ride, mm-hmm. uh, usually with a touring company like mm-hmm. uh, Trek or Backroads. Both conduct really marvelous tours. They put you up in great accommodations and they do soup to nuts. You use both. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they have they give you the bikes and they give you the uh you know these vans that kind of follow you and mm-hmm. uh you know stop at various points along the bike course and you know give you refreshments and coconut uh, water. Yeah. Well straight out of the coconut, right? So so this this year though, I I was really planning Florida, which would have been a, a more less challenging ride because Florida's flat. Mm-hmm. And but it didn't pan out because they didn't have enough people. So the, my only recourse was to sign up for this thing in Costa Rica. And then I looked at it and I said, "Well, it's a little challenging a because there's a lot of hills in Costa Rica. It's kind of a mountainous country." Mm-hmm. But uh, I said, "You know, let me give it a shot." So I, I went down there, and um, when I met the group, uh, I was reassured to see there was a lot of gray. You know, there was a lot of 
you know, the older older individuals. Because my goal on these things uh-huh. is to not be the the oldest or the worst. Okay. Because I don't want to be a drag on you know like with a bunch of like spectacular athletes uh, and be uh-huh. like you know especially as I get a little older. Uh, but I found myself sort of, sort of in the, in the middle of the competency range, uh, ranging from people who are just phenomenal cyclists. There's people in their fifties who are very, very good condition. A couple of doctors from Canada, uh, a couple, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, but there were people who were over 70. But what the common denominator is that they, they, many of them were very dedicated cyclists. I see. And they kept yeah. it up. And they were quite, uh, there was one guy who's in his uh, late 60s who continues to do marathons. He's wow. a former ultra marathoner. So what I, you know, this is like the culture that I enjoy being with. You know, uh-huh. like uh, walk into a bar, you know, and I'm lost. You know, like I have social anxiety because I don't know what to do with a bunch of people who are standing there just trying to drink. Not just that. So bad for your health. <laughs> exactly. But when I put myself in an environment with people who are like strivers like me, uh-huh. who are like, you know, a worship at the altar of exercise, it's it's my, my kind of people. So I was with a great people. Uh, we uh, took bike rides of approximately anywhere ranging from the least was 17 miles, but it was the hardest ride because it was about 25. 500 to 3,000 feet of climb. <gasps> so there was a lot of climb built oh. into this, very hilly. Two flatter routes that were still a little hilly that were as much as 28 or 30 miles. And we did this, I did this four days in a row. And it was very hot and very humid. And I kind of pushed myself to the, you know, up to the red zone, but not beyond the red zone in terms of my capabilities. I want to know at yeah. any point going up the hill, did you come off your bike and walk? You know, and I and I did, and I did it with some of the other people because to tackle some of the hills, that's the, hard. The object was to find a place where there was shade and yeah. stop for a little bit because okay. what would happen is we would go on these hills and you have no idea how long the hills are, so we would turn a corner and go. I think this is the crest of the hill, and then it'd be like, no, you're no, going up it, a mountain. <laughs> it's, it's going up like it, there's another. And it's like, and that's a heartbreak. So right there would be yeah. like, stop, cool down, have a little, you know, re, you know. Coconut water? Uh, drink some water, or yeah. you know, because we had like water bottles with us. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, uh, the guide who was with us, you know, kind of rode shotgun behind us and he would, he would stop with us and he'd say, you guys okay? And we'd say, yeah, you know, we're just resting. And, you know, he would, we would talk a little bit and catch our breath and then we'd uh-huh. go to the rest of the hill. So, uh, the, uh, the upshot of it was that, uh, it was really fun riding because what goes up must come down. And the, the descents were really beautiful Just winding constant. descents. And you could get a pretty good head of, of wow. steam going down. Uh-huh. And you'd be like winding through these, you know, virtually raw rainforest. And you had your GoPro on your chest or your, or your bike helmet? I had it on, I have it on chest mounted on a harness. Right. And so I got these great shots of me like hurtling down these, these mountains. Dr. Hoffman's roads. movie, yeah, My Bike right. Trip. <laughs> So it's on, it's on, if you go on uh, Facebook on my personal site, I don't have it on my uh, DR mm-hmm. Hoffman site. It's on just Ronald Hoffman. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot of wildlife down there. Um, and uh, what was, you know, what's interesting about Costa Rica is that amongst the countries of Latin America and Central America, I know it's not Latin, quote Latin America, mm-hmm. but among those countries, it's one of the more, Shall we say peaceful and well organized countries? It's not as much, uh, I think, 
there's there's kind of less chaos and crime there. Do you feel a little more secure down there? Yeah. Uh, you know, even though crossed you know, in the countryside and uh, it what they have done it kind of interestingly is in 1947, they mm-hmm. abolished the army. Now, you may think that's kind of oh, a bad idea. Yeah. But they, for Latin American countries, the armies have been the bane of those countries because there's mm-hmm. all these factions and there's like military dictatorships and takeovers and civil wars and things like that and, you know, armed insurgencies and things in the countryside. Yeah. And that's just not happening in Costa Rica. Um, Costa Rica also has a very... Uh, strong eco consciousness because mm-hmm. the rainforests there that are like pristine rainforests, wow. they're really beautiful, yeah. uh, are a tourist attraction, number one. They're also a place where apparently there's a lot of gold. There's There had been gold mining there mm-hmm. and there are vast repositories of gold there. There's also vast repositories of valuable wood like rosewood and tropical woods like teak down beautiful. there. And they prohibit the, you know, rapacious mining of these resources mm-hmm. uh, because they they treasure their, they're very proud of their natural resources. In yeah. fact, their motto is Pura Vida, which means pure life. And they're all about, uh-huh. you know, having a clean environment, having, uh, you know, natural forests and reserves and beautiful, beautiful places. So, uh, no wonder it's a vacation destination. Too. It, it, it's a great vacation destination. Yeah. It's a little far. It's like five hours from New York, but it's a direct flight. Mm-hmm. And um, small bad. country, five million people. Oh, I mean, there's like eight point eight million people in New York City. You know, yeah. so yeah. it's uh, the um, we visited a uh, cocoa plantation where mm-hmm. they we saw the cocoa being uh, uh, harvested and processed. Mm-hmm. And just all by hand, and I had the most delicious fresh cocoa that I've ever had in my life down there. Because wow. you know they they take the beans. First of all, cocoa from the plant yeah. tastes awful, bitter. It's yeah. bitter. It yeah. tastes awful. It's like white, and it has no, almost no resemblance to cocoa flavor. Wow. They dry they dry and ferment it, and for a long time in the sun, and then they they sort of hand strain it, mm-hmm. and then they run it through. Did your did your grandma have like a meat grinder, some kind of thing oh, that sure. you with a clamp that you attach to the table? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they do with yeah, cocoa beans. Yeah, yeah. So did and, my mother. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I yeah. mean, she didn't make cocoa beans. She's no, not no. Costa Rican, but uh-huh. you know, from like yeah. my grandmother used to make gefilte fish with that from uh-huh. like fresh carp, you know, and and kreplach from you know ground beef. Yeah, you know, that. So, yeah. Uh, and and chopped liver, chopped yeah. liver through that thing. So anyway, so but they make the cocoa with the, that kind of thing, and it comes out like mm-hmm. like uh, you know like a brown paste, and it's delicious. And then they add a little sugar and a little milk uh, sure. powder, and that makes cocoa. Cocoa. They put it in the molds, they put it in the refrigerator, and then you have like delicious cocoa. I mean, fresh wow. from the plantation. Uh, we also uh, they harvest sugarcane there. At one point, we were you know really exhausted and and thirsty, and they made fresh. Uh, sugarcane water for us. Oh my! Which is like sugar water, right. but it was it was interesting. It was like pretty yummy. Now is that the stuff that once it ferments, it turns to rum? Yes. <laughs> and my name in Spanish is rum. <laughs> really? Ron. Yeah, there's a brand of rum called Ron Rico. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So anyway, so uh, 
We also, the other thing that's interesting is we... Good we, energy, too. The sugar water. Yeah. A lot of wild animals there. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw a lot of monkeys, saw some uh, sloths, which is kind of like the the national critter of Costa Rica. They're tree sloths. Yeah. And they're kind of reclusive, but you can you can sometimes see them. Um, and they, they're pretty slow moving. Yeah. They just, Hence you know... sloth. Sloth. Wow. It's hard to be named after one of the seven... Uh, deadly sins. But, yes, but there's a reason that sloths are, are like that. Is it's they are uh, amazing at preserving energy. They have very slow digestive tracts, so they don't need to eat very much. Hmm. Uh, Natural ozempic. Uh, yes, sloth. They're studying them to see if they could come up with the next greatest, you know, uh, weight loss. Why? Here's the sloth injection. For you. <laughs> It'll kill your Can't appetite. Get ozempic? But you won't go to the bathroom for, for, for a week, you know. Oh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> like a sloth. Yeah, yeah. But it, That's wild. It, it, there's a lot of medicine hunters in Costa Rica because they're looking at the natural compounds. So, for example, they discovered mm-hmm. that the bees there bore into trees and the tree rosin imparts some sort of property to the bee honey and propolis that has powerful antibiotic effects and wow. even anti-Alzheimer's effects. So, uh, the sloth fur has some sort of potent antibiotic effect. Whoa. It, it is actually, it harbors a microbiome that somehow these organisms that are in the presence of the fur uh, have an <laughs> antibiotic, which makes sense because these are animals that live in these dank, humid conditions, and it's it's good They're for them to stuff. have anti-bacterial, uh, anti-fungal yeah. uh, properties on them. Yeah. So... Uh, or they're going to be all mildew. So, so the, there's there, all these foundations. Uh, some are supported uh, by charity. I think I'm going to contribute to one of them, uh, which and I, I've listed them in a newsletter article, which I, I'm writing about my experience in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costa Rica is also the home to uh, uh, the blue zone, a blue zone. It has a blue, an it's official a blue, blue zone. zone. Yeah, it's a blue zone. So along with I don't know uh, Sardinia or some yeah. places like that. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 Ikaria and and Okinawa, Okinawa yeah and Loma Linda and uh, yeah yeah so yeah. one of the official blue zones is there mm-hmm. and the average life expectancy of a Costa Rican in spite of the fact that they spend about a, a fifth of the amount we spend on uh, per capita on medical expenditures is the second highest in the hemisphere in the Western Hemisphere wow uh, second I think only to Canada uh, and huh. it's 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 uh, well north of 80 is the average life expectancy. Mm-hmm. And in the blue zones, uh, a man who reaches the age of 70 has something like seven times the likelihood of reaching 100 than a man in the United States. Wow. Uh, so some of it is uh, the activity, physical activity. Some, I think, is a pure environment. Some of it is... Uh, social cohesion. Yes. Uh, there's a dietary factor, but by no means this is a low carb diet. They no. eat, uh, we, we had cooking classes down there and uh-huh. one of the favorite things they eat is plantains, mm. which is starchy. Mm-hmm. But by the way, the plantains are resistant starch. starch. Yeah. Good for short chain fatty acids yeah. and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for the colon. Which I, I sort of, uh, you know, uh, Pointed out in the cooking class, you know, that this was there was a uh, what? What? How did they cook it? Did they fry it? Okay, so what they do is um, they they slice it, mm-hmm. the green plantain, mm-hmm. and then you pound it with a mallet so mm-hmm. that it becomes like a flat. Uh, 
and then you fry it. Okay. And fry it. You know, it's wow. fried. Uh, and um, do you happen to know what kind of fat they used? Was vegetable it oil, oil, vegetable palm oil. Okay. Vegetable. I mean, if it like, was something in the region of which isn't necessarily great for you, but you know, no, uh, you talk about fresh plantain and fresh yeah. cocoa and natural resources. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. Everything yeah. is made with uh, they, uh, you know, use um, um, what's that uh, flavoring that's so popular down there. Is the green uh, uh, not coriander? Not cor- um, cilantro. 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 Coriander is the seed. They, there's a lot of ceviche that they make. You know, there's, there's abundant fish because mostly they're close to coastal Ceviches. regions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they. That's delicious. And uh, so, the, you know, I think it's 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 a healthy place. By no means is there no obesity down there. I mean, people, some of them look pretty prosperous, but by and large, the people are relatively lean, I think, mm-hmm. compared to uh, North, North Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and you know, they, I think they have a, they're very physically active, but I think they looked at us kind of in a bemused way as we, you know, raced through their villages, you know, a bunch of gray-haired cyclists, you know, on, uh, uh, like on a on a hot lazy Sunday afternoon, like yeah. what are these crazy Americans doing? You know, <laughs> it's it's like you know mad dogs and Englishmen, uh, you know, go out in the noonday sun, you know, kind oh of thing. My. But you know, it it the people uh, are you know very friendly and welcoming. They're very oriented towards uh, tourism. They speak a lot of yeah. English. Uh, the other thing that I did that was kind of uh, amazing is I, I went zip lining in the forest. Oh. And so it was, I wasn't going to do it, you know, because I'm not that great with heights. But a couple of the, uh, a mother and daughter who were on the tour convinced me like, yeah, do this, do this. It'll be great. (laughs) It'll be great. And it was the last night anyway. So like, okay, I'll do it. Uh Uh, Because, you know, if I get banged up, at least I don't have to ride the next day. So, you know, I can go home and recuperate. So uh, you go, we had to drive like 45 minutes over like this really bumpy gravel track into the rainforest Mm -hmm. uh, that was like virgin forest, not secondary forest, because sometimes it's like regrown over fields. This is like never been touched forest. So it's like enormous trees and tremendous foliage. And we would like ford streams in this, you know, SUV. And finally, we get to this place in the middle of nowhere, and it's a platform. And they hook you up in a harness. And then you go on a zip line. Uh And there were seven stations. So it was like it was like from treehouse to treehouse kind of thing, like platforms oh. in the middle of the jungle. And the tree platforms, yeah, the platforms are kind of like treehouses because they're literally built around tall trees. Yeah. And they're about, you know, 50 to 80 feet of, uh, above the ground, which mm-hmm. you can't really see the, the ground because it's the carpeted, you know, with greenery. And then above you is greenery. So you're literally uh, zip lining through the, the forest mm-hmm. in the middle of the forest, like Tarzan-like. And um, Was it scary? Well, it's a little scary at first, but then I kind of got the hang of it. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, it, cool. it was, I mean, that first step where you're stepping off into space, uh-huh. yeah. it's like, yeah. go! Yeah, I don't know if I, I'd, I'd have the courage. Wow. wow. It's That's like, great. it's. I mean, I, I think it's great because, uh, you know, part of what I try to do is I try to accept manageable challenges yeah you know it because it, i think that really is invigorating is to 
uh, kind of stake out a challenge like, yeah, I'm going to do this Costa Rican bike trip. It's a lot of mileage. It's going to be climbing, but, you know, I'll train for it. And, um, you know, having done that, I think it builds resilience, you know, mm-hmm. to some extent. I think resilience is important in, in many aspects of life. And you could kind of look back on that and say, yeah, you know, I was able to do that, you know. Were you happy with the bicycle you were furnished with? I was ecstatic about the bicycle loader. Was, I okay. really is quite interesting is that, uh, you know, my my bikes at home, I have three of them. They're all dialed into my specifications with my the right kind of seat and the right kind of adjustment yeah. and everything. And so I just gave them my height and my weight, and I measured what my bike was so that they could get comparable. And, uh, mm-hmm. man, I didn't have to do anything. And I was... You got you know, fitted for a bike. That's wild. Well, but no, but the bike you know? that they offered me yeah. was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I... I Sometimes the seat is the limiting factor, like, oh, this is a really uncomfortable seat. It's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so it, uh, I, I couldn't be happy. By the way, there was also the option, mm-hmm. and I might mention this, uh, to use e-bikes. And I think about, f- of the 13... Isn't that cheating? Well, yeah, I feel it's a little I mean, bit you cheating. could use it on the, on the hills I, going up, but I, isn't that cheating? I... I think that it might extend my horizon to do these types of trips because when I'm like 80 or something, I don't know, maybe that might not be so easy to negotiate hills. Or if you don't go write to a script, Doctor Hoffman. Or if you go to like some really say 93. Or if you go to like the, the Alps or something like that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Because uh, a few of the people were pretty good cyclists, but they decided, and and I could see going up a hill. It's like I was, I was going so slow going up the hill. That the the little uh, I had a uh, a Wahoo which measures speed and uh-huh. direction, and it would pause, almost thinking that I come to a stop. It was like we were laughing afterwards. we were saying I was going up the hill so slow that my Wahoo thought I was stopped. <laughs> and the people on the e bikes kind of like go by and they sort of jauntily wave like zoom 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 like oh you know see you at the bottom. <laughs> and I think they had a more pleasant day, but yeah. maybe less. Of the challenge until that cheap lithium-ion battery sets on fire. I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. Right. You know what? Forbid. Don't keep those in your apartment no, for sure. Don't keep those those in are a menace. And please don't run me over with your e-bike because <gasps> I cross the street in New York City. Oh my goodness! You got to look always. Not I, just the I, I survived the zip line, but I got creamed. You know, in the intersection. Uh, Isn't in, that something in New York? Yeah. yeah. When you stepped off the bus or something. Yeah. It's really yeah. It's really something. So anyway, so. Uh, I, it, it was a nice adventure and a nice little, you know, midwinter hiatus. And I'll, if you subscribe to our newsletter, if you go to our newsletter, uh, it's what I'm going to write about next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This week I'm writing about, you know, banishing the winter blaws. Yeah. But next week, uh, mm-hmm. when the newsletter drops, usually on Wednesday, you'll get a full account of the trip with links, with mm-hmm. links to some of the um, attractions down there. Wonderful. Looking forward to that. So we had an email from somebody you, in your previous week's article, Dr. Hoffman, you wrote about cholesterol. Right. Right? Right. Well, Jonathan wrote to us and said, Dr. H., you've got the LDL cholesterol risks backward in your article, LOL. But you know what? So wait, sorry, I tell you what, yeah. that was a little unclear. And in fact, the pro- one of the proofreaders for the article yeah. uh, said the same thing. So it's not, it's not uh, untoward. What... I said there was, I gave the ranges. So yes. 160 or less, and I wrote low risk. Yeah. Now, 160 or less mm-hmm. is considered, 160 LDL is a high risk LDL. But 
It's the. But if you have a goal, low risk, we're talking about the goal. If you have Those a low risk of heart disease, then that could, be, could be okay. Yeah, yeah, could be okay. But and that was the way. What I pointed it, out is that almost nobody anymore is low risk. Like well, merely being a middle-aged male, you know, who yeah. has somebody in the family who has a heart attack. Yeah. You yeah. know, is going to be already moderate yeah. risk. And at the other end of that, if you have a very high risk of heart disease. They want your LDL under 70. 70. And right. Jonathan, this is what the National Cholesterol Education Program is pointing right. out. I, yeah, he read it. So I actually, I don't know whether it got into the article because I didn't yeah. read it at the end, but I said maybe a little clarification is in order because if you thought, my reader, my, yeah. my proofreader thought that it was a little confusing because he pointed out, he said, no, you have it reversed. I said, no, no. No, 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 no. It's, exactly, it's, exactly, it's, yeah. exactly. Right. So there you go. Okay. All right. Is this a good time to to pause for, for uh, a break? break? For, yeah, for I think it's a good our, point. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, because we uh, divide our podcast into two parts, oh. as you know, and uh, time flies when you're having fun. So what sure we're going to do is we're going to start with the full round of questions in part two. We'll devote the entire uh, part two to your questions. Uh, no more digressions. Uh, <laughs> no more travelogues. Uh, just full on Q and A with Layla when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And just a reminder that uh, you know, when we talk about supplements, uh, a great place to get your supplements is via Fullscript. You can shop hundreds of curated vetted supplements in my Fullscript dispensary, drhoffmanstore.com. We'll be mentioning several supplements in part two. And uh, you may say, where the heck can I get a hold of those? And, you know, with the unreliable uh, sources like, uh, you know, concerns about fraud or concerns about oh, uh, yeah. perishability of supplements. So Fullscript is a great place to shop. Yeah. So uh, we'll be right back with part two.